0: The B.C. government has announced its intention to finance the construction of more than 3,000 new rental homes. And these will be targeted for individuals with moderate and low incomes. So how will this work and what will it look like? Joining us now to talk more about this is Ravi Kailan, B.C.'s Minister of Housing. Minister, thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Good morning. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Tell us a bit more about how this will work because it talks about the intention to finance and that nonprofit organizations are invited to take part in this. How will this actually work?
1: Well, the intake is open. Uh, We did have uh, uh, two other intakes uh, in the last five years where not-for-profits, uh, co-ops, uh, indigenous-led societies, or even local governments could apply directly to build this type of housing. Uh, we know uh, that there's a big demand. We know there's a lot of not-for-profits that are ready to go with applications. And what we're doing here is we're doing a couple things. One, we're saying the intake is open, uh, that they can apply those that are shovel ready can get in the door right away. But we've also signaled to them that the intakes won't happen now, every two, three years, what will happen is every single year. So those not-for-profits that are not ready right away don't need to you know, have a freak-out moment to say, hey, you know what, let's plan for the next intake so there's some certainty available for them.
0: And how do you make it uh, attractive for organizations to take part in this and to build this specific type of housing?
1: Well, there's a huge demand for it. I mean, we had for almost two decades, very little housing invested in this type of category. And the demand has only been building and building and building. And so there's just a lot of partners that have been waiting uh, for this type of fund to be open so that they can apply. Uh, It obviously comes with deep subsidies. It comes with ongoing dollars to ensure that uh, especially those that are in vulnerable populations can continue to get the supports that they need. Uh, we were able to announce it yesterday at a site in South Vancouver, which was one of the funds in the early uh, five years ago that got the money. It's open, and it has people moved in, and, and uh, obviously, you know, life-changing for those individuals. But we know there's so many more people that need that type of support, and that's why we're and making this investment, that's why we're uh, you know, opening up the intake for applications.
0: And are you working with civic governments then as well? And I know this is a different kind of housing, but if we look at a project in Victoria that neighbours, there has been massive opposition to this project, hundreds, uh, more than a thousand signatures to uh, against this property, and we do see that in different areas. How are you working with civic governments to make sure these types of developments and these developments are approved?
1: Well, I'm not sure about the specific project in Victoria that you're referring to, but I would say that um, uh, you know all projects that we have, they still go through local governments. They still have to get the local government uh, permitting done. Uh, but you know, the, one of the challenging things for me is Uh, You know, everyone tells me we're in a housing crisis. Everyone says that we need housing, understands we need housing, but nobody wants housing in their backyard. Uh, We need to get past that. We need to find ways to get housing built and get it built faster. Otherwise, this crisis will just prolong and get longer and longer and more people will become vulnerable.
0: Right. So the um, the project in Victoria is the, the Bayview Place Development, and this is on the, the Roundhouse site in Victoria. And a lot of neighbors have come forward saying that it's too big. This is a project that would see, I think, nine towers, anywhere from 18 to 29 stories. Uh, but again, we see uh, there's even a group in this case. It's called People for Sensible Rezoning, saying that it doesn't fit the neighborhood. But we, we do see that in other places as well. We've seen your government tell Vancouver residents of a specific, neighborhood that they are getting a development, whether they like it or not, do you, do you see that you have to do more kind of overstepping in that to make sure that civic councils are approving them?
1: Well, in the case of the, the Vancouver proposal, it, it already had already gotten through council, it had already gone through public hearing, uh, and we were just not prepared to have it relitigated again after uh, more than two years of going back and forth. But, you know, what we have said clearly is that housing needs to get built faster. Uh, We believe the public should have a say in what happens in their communities, but that should happen in the planning. Communities should have a say in what should get built, what kind of heights, if it's part of the community plan. Once the community plan is is, uh, agreed upon, then projects that come within the community plan should be able to proceed in a much faster way. But yet what we have now is, communities get engaged they have a community plan and then every time somebody comes forward that fits within the community plan they have to go through that entire process again and and that's just unacceptable in in the housing crisis that we're in now
0: Uh, You talked about these. So this fund and people being able to apply from this fund and the ongoing subsidies uh, for nonprofits or other groups that are interested in building this uh, housing that is targeted at people with with mid or or low incomes. Do you wish that the federal government was playing a bigger role or continued to play a bigger role? Because certainly there have been calls uh, for the federal government uh, in light of some of the prime minister's recent comments that they should get back into cooperative housing, back into the housing file.
1: Well, well, they must, uh, and uh, and they do have responsibility. And you know, our message from British Columbia to them has been: if we don't want you to lead; we want you to just match us, uh, just match uh, the fundings that we've put in place uh, for the various programs we have, because that will, in itself, make a major, major difference in uh, in our housing um, uh, stock, our housing supply in British Columbia, and and so. You know, I would say that we're in conversations with them. I'm cautiously optimistic that they'll come forward with um, the the type of ambitious plan that, uh, that we certainly need, not only in B.C., but across the country.
0: Uh, I was speaking earlier uh, this morning as well with the off-campus coordinator for Vancouver Island University. Uh, they're pairing up post-secondary students with people that have rooms in their homes uh, to rent out uh, much cheaper than trying to find a uh, one-bedroom or a studio apartment. Uh, is that a creative solution, do you think? Or does that show that uh, we're not prioritizing housing, that, that uh, when it comes to post-secondary, there needs to be uh, maybe a housing requirement or, or, or schools need to provide housing? Or what are your thoughts on on groups trying to find these creative solutions?
1: Well, I think all of those things, as you know, I think that uh, you know it's great to see uh, creative solutions being uh, brought up uh, where uh, post-secondary institutions are trying their best to make sure their uh, students have the appropriate housing uh, available to them. But also I believe that we need to build more student housing. If you look at uh, the last 20 years, there was about 137 Housing units funded by the province. Uh, just in the last five years, we have 8,000 of them uh, going either built or, or under construction, and, and we're and we're behind even with that. And so, I think it's going to require creative solutions. It's going to re- require us to be building more. On campus housing, uh, because that's actually the quickest way to relieve pr- pressure on the housing market. Uh, and again, you know, I know there's been a big call of the federal government to get involved as well. And again, same message is, We have an ambitious plan here in British Columbia. Our plan is leading the country. We're saying match us. Because when you take students and allow them to be closer to campus, it's better for the environment, it's, it's healthier for these uh, young minds uh, for the future, but it takes pressure off the community at large as well.
0: Minister Kalon, thank you so much as always. Appreciate your time this morning.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Be safe.